This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But I want to get to the most recent report out of ESPN.com. There's a suggestion that the Bears actually are in a position where they like Jalen Carter. And if he is there, the indication was from the reporting that they would take him. There's not sure he will be there, but what are your thoughts in terms of are you hearing similar things? And I don't know what to make of some of these reports this close to the draft. Yeah, um, that would be my first instinct is to make sure that you understand how close we are to the draft. And and <laughs> if you are very serious about taking a player, it does not behoove you to let it out of your building that you're very serious about potentially taking a player. And so I just kind of sit back here and and I, I honestly, David, I think I've hit the, the stage where either I've hit the wall or I'm at least getting close to it in terms of the pre-draft noise. We're lucky that we are now within two weeks because the noise will get louder and then we'll have answers to all these questions in two weeks. And we'll just have to wait for those answers to come as hard as it may be at times. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I think my initial reaction is let's see and let's see what happens on draft weekend. And then let's hear the decision makers at Hellas Hall kind of explain their thinking and walk us through the process they took to get to their decisions. But right now it's just a, a, a tornado of speculation, a tornado of noise. And it's really hard to, to um, sift <laughs> report from rumor. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when you talk about Jalen Carter specifically every year, there seems to be a player that will dictate the course of much of the first round. And I think that this year you can look at, you know, maybe one of the quarterbacks, if four are taken in the top five, as some mock drafts suggest, maybe that person, the wild card, the pivot point will be when Will Levis is drafted. But I really think that it's going to it's gonna tell us a lot about what happens the rest of the first round, maybe even about the Bears' willingness to move down or maybe the teams in front of them, um, where Jalen Carter goes. You've got the Seahawks that have been linked to Jalen Carter. You've got the Lions at number six that have been really linked as a possibility to Jalen Carter. And I think that Jalen Carter, because of the huge contrast between risk and reward and because of his on-the-field uh, dominance and his off-the-field question marks, those are the kinds of things that make him, to me, the most compelling player at the top of this first round. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, I mean, the idea three months ago that Jalen Carter would even be in the conversation at number nine would have been ridiculous. And now here we are, and we've been having this conversation now for uh, almost a couple of months at this point, uh, at least six weeks. And so now you just have to, to, again, let it all play out. The good news is it will play out. 
And, and when it does play out, we have a lot of different intel from a lot of different places, a lot of different buildings that will help us kind of piece the puzzle together that we're trying to see right now. Um, and we'll see where it goes. And just to kind of close the loop of what said, people are, what are they talking about specifically? Matt Miller is quoted in an ESPN published draft report saying, quote, about the Bears and Jalen Carter. They are said to value him highly. And the implication is that he won't fall past the Bears if he's still there at number nine, which, to, let's be honest, I mean, this is this is the, as we just described, speculation season. It contradicts or is different from some of the previous reporting or indications of what the Bears are thinking about Jalen Carter at number nine. Yeah, right. And, and so the seesaw goes this way, then the seesaw goes that way, and then the seesaw goes back this way, and then the seesaw goes back that way. And let's face it, this is it falls under the category of due diligence. We don't want to ignore it, but we don't also want to make something of it. People out there might be wondering, let's hope that they see a report like that and think, well, I wonder what they think on Take the North podcast. I'll go <laughs> check it out. So we're going to tell you, I don't know still that has changed my mind. That doesn't sway me to think that, oh boy, they really like Jalen Carter. I think this is part of the process we have to go through we don't know the source of some of these reports and there might be some self-interest being served right but let's wait and see well that's um, the most difficult thing right there to that point david is you just you particularly with the way it was phrased and what you just read there it, it's hard to know the origins of that intel and the, and the origins of that intel are important because you need to know what the um self-interest is of the originator of that intel and 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 that always is a a difficult game to play at any time of the year it's most difficult to play in late March and, and throughout the month of April in the NFL. There's also some speculation out there that the Steelers have called the Bears about moving up <laughs> to, you're laughing, draft ninth overall. I would, also, first of all, before we get any further about like the possibilities and what they're looking for, the Steelers are at 17. They want to move up to nine to maybe get the, to a guy who's not going to be there at 17. I would be a little bit wary about making another deal with the Steelers until you figure out just exactly how the last one is going to work out. Well, my first question, and this is the reason I laugh, because I tried to do a little homework on this one. Uh, what is the origin of this, the Steelers coming up to number nine? Where, where, where did you first hear of this? This I uh, believe it might have been pro football rumor. talk, or maybe it was re-aggregated on some other <laughs> Um, re-aggregation site. So that, that's my point. It was re-aggregated from an aggregation of an aggregation from a re-aggregation of a podcast where it was set in like minute 55 of a podcast for like eight seconds uh, during a long discussion of things that may happen in the draft. And so right now, as we sit here on April 13th, a, a team um, vocally and, and publicly making its intention to move up to number nine from 17 makes little sense to me because we don't know what's going to happen with the first eight picks of the draft. Who exactly are they moving up for? Why wouldn't they move up to eight? Why wouldn't they move up to 10? What, you, you know, it's it just like the idea that there's a, 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 a very concrete discussion being had between the owners of the 17th pick and the owners of the ninth pick on April 13th is it just, it doesn't fit for what the world operates like. If this happens on draft night, I'll go back and take all this back and, and, and find the, uh, origins of uh, of this aggregation, reaggregation, and I'll apologize profusely, but I just I, this to me classifies as a lot of noise that then gets put out by the Daniel Greenbergs of the world on Twitter, and then Baranon gets crazy with it, and then we all end up reacting to it. 
Happens every year, and I guess it falls under the category of due diligence, but maybe that's even overstating it. 